Eat Yourself Better is brought to you by Be Fit Food. Join the Winter 28 Day Challenge and lose between 5 and 10 kilos in just 28 days. Welcome to the Eat Yourself Better podcast. Today on the show, comedian and podcaster, Ash Williams. I was eating them about 18 months ago and I put them in the microwave and they're yummy. But they're not as yummy if you, if you put them in the oven. And I put yeah. them in the oven and I feel like Jamie Oliver. Welcome back to the show. It's great to have your company here in Australia. We're on lockdown at the time of recording. We're all in our isolation stations, I'd like to call it. Kate's at her house and I'm at my house. And we spoke to Ash Williams from his Bondi office. Here's how it went. Please welcome our special guest for today. It's funny man, podcast host, extraordinaire. It's Ash Williams. How are you, mate? I'm well, thanks, Jimmy. How are you, Kate? Good, good, good. Where are you How's isolating Bondi? yourself? Where are you? I'm in the uh, isolation hotspot of Bondi, Ooh. where most people have the COVID-19. I don't. <laughs> that's just a gut instinct. I haven't been tested, but um, yeah, a lot of people have it. Well, thanks for joining mm. us um, from your lovely Bondi little uh, studio, wherever you are there. You've got your whiteboard behind you. What's you doing there? It's actually not my whiteboard. <laughs> I have uh, another office in there and there's an alcohol company who leased this office, but they never turn up. So I've just taken this off. They've commandeered it. But uh, weirdly, like I don't want to rub off their, um, their writing on the whiteboard. I know this is a podcast, but um, they've written all this podcast stuff on the whiteboard, which I don't know if it's a message or they're starting their own podcast, but it's very confusing. You have your own podcast, The mm. Ash Williams Show. How's it all going, man? It's going well. Um, you know, the great thing about podcasting is you can just do it yep. wherever you want. Um, isolation is actually the best conditions for podcasting. <laughs> so mum's taken over my podcast. She's now, she's the biggest comedian in the family. Everyone's loving her. Uh, most of her tech, <laughs> she's just being a loving mum, but they're very funny texts. Well, here on Eat Yourself Better, we like to hear about uh, how you prepare for things, wellness, mindfulness, what you eat during the day, uh, your routine. So, why don't you run us through a day in Ash Williams' life? What do you start? What, when do you get up? What do you eat? I get up at about six. Mm-hmm. Um, I drink two cups of water. Um, I was doing lemon water, okay? Mm-hmm. But I yeah. just stopped. I was, I was doing that with a, a then-girlfriend. I just stopped doing it when we broke up. So I went, <laughs> I know I was talking about the water. So two cups of water, then I had like an iced long black. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. And this is my isolation day. This is what I'm doing at the moment every yeah. day. And then I'll have another iced long black, right? So I'll be pretty, pretty up and about. Then I do 120 push ups. Nice. Right? I break them into 20. So yep. six by 20. Then I don't eat until about. 10 or 11, and I'll eat like whatever, like a, an egg toasty or something. And then I'll How eat something. How many eggs can you toasty? I, no I, I have no idea. I usually get like um, some form of sandwich about 10 or Gosh. 11 with some protein. And then I'll get something similar around 2 o'clock. And then I eat, um, and I'm not just saying this, I'll have a B-Fit food meal at night. I usually have two, and they're so good, honestly. I figured out, this is going to sound so silly, but I, back in the day, because um, I was eating them about 18 months ago and I put them in the microwave mm. and they're yummy, but they're not as yummy if you, if you put them in the oven. And I put yeah. them in the oven and I feel like Jamie Oliver because I, I don't cook. <laughs> like, it comes out and it's delicious and I'm like, I am a genius. 
<laughs> it's all your work and it tastes yummy. It tastes naughtier than you think it is because I've actually lost weight. In the last two weeks, I've lost weight for sure. Wow, that was going to be my next question. They're, they're talking about iso-obesity. So if you're, you're not a part of this, have you witnessed it? Yeah, uh, my brother, ironically enough, he's a doctor, but he eats so much rubbish and um, <laughs> I can't tell him off. Not for immunity. And he goes, oh, are you a doctor, are you? I'm like, no, I'm not a doctor. Um, but uh, I think it can go one or two ways, you know. I think it's all about momentum and hopefully you can get the momentum going the right way. Yeah, I was going to say about your lemon water in the morning, that sounds like that was actually a really good source of vitamin C during your day. So maybe go back to putting the lemon in the water or eating an orange a day because it is good for immunity. Maybe I will do that. Um, as long yeah. as it doesn't remind you too much of her and it gives you some sort of stress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it's been five years, so I mean, I'm still <laughs> um, Shout out to her if she's listening. I was going to say I am taking some supplements too during this period, just like uh, that Armour Force Echinacea with mm-hmm. olive oil. Yeah. And I'm taking it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, my dad was saying get zinc. I've got to try and get zinc. Apparently. Yeah, look, zinc and vitamin C work together for immunity, but zinc's also in all your protein foods. So if you're having your eggs and your meat and your beef meals every day, it's in all of your protein-based foods predominantly. So you're going to get zinc, but the vitamin C, if you're not having fresh fruit every day, then grab your lemons. And It sounds like you've got a pretty good structure to your to your eating habits. And although you have a couple of coffees in the morning, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Is it always been like that for you? Um, yeah, I've been pretty good with my diet. I'm very active. Got to try and make sure that I'm putting the right things into my body. Plus, I'm vain. I want to look good. So, um, <laughs> and uh, there's no greater inspiration to do that than eating well. But, um, you know, my background is tennis. I, I used to play, I guess, professional junior tennis, and I was yeah. kind of on the path of turning professional, you know, when I was about 17, 18. So sport and eating well has always been a part of what I do. And that's now transitioned into my career now. It's kind of similar. Performing in sport mm. kind of similar. Mm-hmm. And who mentored you for your food back then or did you do your own research or who was kind of guiding you? Was it a coach when you were playing tennis or did you just decide you were going to eat healthy? Or Oh, look, I'm not that healthy. Um, but I've, I've certainly had to eat more healthy in the last five years. You know, my metabolism from like whatever until I was about 30, I was so naturally skinny. 69 kilos when I was 18. Like that is, right. you know, yeah, yeah. I'm now 92. But I could just eat anything and I would just be skinny until I was 30. I would eat anything. And so for those people that don't know, you're very tall. How tall are you? Uh, 54. Yeah. So... Um, I've certainly 69 had to kilos. That. What? <laughs> oh, we're just a skinny um, family. Our mum is very tall and skinny, so we get those. I think it's the bones. I think it's, I think our bones are like. I thought we'd break that up, but I won't do it. But I, um, bones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Small Long bones. bones. <laughs> Long bones. <laughs> yeah, Dinosaur right. bones. <laughs> okay. Well, tell us about your performing. Um, you just mentioned tennis. Yes, it is. It is like. It is like sport. You're out there, you're doing a performance. You've performed at some of the most iconic places around the world. Tell us a little bit about how you prepare for 
the comedy store. So the comedy store spots were like um, only about 10 to 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, as you can probably uh, attest to, you know, when you're doing a performance, if it's 15 minutes, you know, as opposed to 50 minutes, it's a bit different, the preparation. But, you know, that also depends on whether you're working on new material or old material or kind of in between. So regardless, you, I try and go over what I'm, I'm about to do in the preceding hours. What about the build-up to it? Do you do you sleep well um, beforehand? You know, I've performed on television for ages and I was comfortable doing my thing and I was put out of my comfort zone. I was asked to sing at the uh, the Christmas carols, uh, Carols by Candlelight in, in Melbourne. And look, I can sing, but not in front of two million people watching at home <laughs> with a duet with David Campbell, who is like a singer. Uh, and I was like stressed out of my mind. I didn't sleep for weeks. Uh, and do you have moments like that where it's like this is really big and I just can't sleep? What's your sleep like? Well, Jimmy, I'll ask you this. Once that performance was done, you must have slept well. Yes. <laughs> I think you go through that, um, you know, I call it excitement, but, you know, people, uh, it's a lot of energy you expend mm-hmm. in, in the, the lead up to it, but you feel amazing afterwards. It's always worth it. But mm-hmm. um, I think if I'm kind of organised, with what I'm doing. Uh, that's why if you've done a show once or twice, you know, if you're doing a Melbourne Comedy Festival show, per se, that's can be, th- I did 30 nights in a row. Yep. You know that show, uh, so you can relax a little bit. Generally for me, if I'm organised, I feel, I feel good. And look, even if you, I don't know, I just don't care. I mean, I, I really, everyone's different, but I kind of just like, if we can take anything from this corona, who cares? Yeah, don't seriously. Care. Yeah. Yeah. Just to just go out and have fun. Mm-hmm. I love that because I think we all put the pressure on ourselves to perform and unlike you guys, I'm not really a performer. I had my five minutes of fame on Shark Tank and I can relate to that, that stress and that preparation and everything. But I think at the end of the day, that judgment that comes at the other end, you've just got to close your eyes to it. There'll be people that applaud and then people that aren't a fan and at the end of the day only let the good stuff in and pretend the rest isn't there. My, my hubby thinks that um, I've got a little bluebird on my shoulder. I live in my own fantasy world. I don't let the bad stuff in. And if someone's not saying something nice, I literally can't hear it. I can't hear it. I don't take it in and I don't wear it because otherwise, you know, you let the bad stuff in and you can't do be your best self and get out there. So that little bluebird's chirping away in my ear and it's always a good day. <laughs> wow, that is good. I like that one. What about after a show, Ash? Uh, sometimes it's a huge, like you mentioned, it's exciting. There's adrenaline running through you. What do you do after? It's sometimes these shows, these comedy shows in particular, are late at night. You finish midnight, maybe later. What do you do afterwards? Does that affect your routine? Well, it can. I mean, it's kind of to what Kate was saying, and it's like you've just got to be ready for good, bad, and different. I mean, and that's just not from critics. It's just like sometimes. Shows are, are chaotic and whatever, man. It's just like get on with it, go to bed, wake up tomorrow. The sun's going to be out. Hopefully, it's all good. I mean, you know, I, I give myself some um, some uh, time to wind down. Like you, you're right. Sometimes you can't get to bed till like one or two o'clock, but that's okay. Um, mm. Yeah. Do you find you use exercise as a you know a release or a stress release, or is exercise for vanity, or do you do it as a coping mechanism? Is it is there some sort of relief that you get from exercise? Oh, of course. I mean, it's everything. Yeah. I mean, like, I still play tennis pretty much every day. Um, in Sydney, we can still play tennis 
fortunately. Right. Um, yeah, so I play, I kind of structure my day around that as well. So wow. I'm, in, I'm in the office until about one, then I play tennis for 90 minutes and I come back into the office in the afternoon. And that is my, I love, I love the competitive juices, you know, mm. it gets me because I, I play against this guy pretty much every day. Oh, if I didn't have that, it'd be tough because it, it just gets me going. It's, it's not even about vanity at all. It's more about mental health, really. Mm-hmm. I don't have any kids and um, I can just go and play tennis, so I've kind of got it pretty good. <laughs> do you sanitise the balls in between a service game? No, but what we do is we so we crack a new can every game and we sanitise our hands before we start. Right. There you go. But uh, it's funny. I play my younger brother sometimes in tennis, and he's a bad sport at the best of times. But I beat him convincingly, and then because of coronavirus, he refused to shake my hand. He's like, "No, no." I said, "He's finally got an excuse." Well, there's never been a better time to be a bad sport. You know, you're coronarized at the moment. You're locked down. You're doing your podcast. I see you pop up on TV here and there via Skype, as we all are doing at the moment. Uh, what, what can we see from Ash coming up? Well, at the moment, it's just working on the Ash Williams Show podcast. I've got another podcast I'm doing with called Team Effort with uh, some other comedians and where, you know, there's a silver lining to all of this because we're now going to be able to record more Team Effort podcasts um, I'm doing another podcast with Ed Cavalier called Ash nice. and Ed, something we used to do years ago, mm-hmm. but we're, we're getting those again. So, you know, podcasting, um, everyone's doing it now. God, I mean, it, you can't get podcast equipment now because so many people want to start podcasts. But, yeah, um, yeah so just focusing on that and, um, and I'm working on my new stand-up show, which I'm writing at the moment. And, you know, hopefully we can get that out later in the year and um, and then I'm just working on some LA stuff but everything's been put on hold obviously with the status quo. What about these big moments in your life? Have you had a huge um, life-changing experience in your career, in your life where you've where something's changed for you whether it's around your health, whether it's um, it was an enlightening moment or something that wasn't so there was a dark time or you know that it was a shift in your in your life nothing like that really jumps out but there there is something because i did mention this a couple of days ago to to a friend when i first started out uh at nova so i started in radio with Husey and kate Mm -hmm. uh, on the breakfast show and they're a very open team they're open people and when you're doing commercial radio you get found out pretty quickly if you know if you've got any doors shut or if you're not open to all stories, you know, because mm-hmm. you're trying to have a full conversation. And I remember pretty early on when I started at Nova, I think Kate Langbrook said something like, oh, you know, everything's on. If we're doing this show, every story is on. Mm. It's just, a, you know, an unbroken boulevard of green lights. So I was like, yeah, yeah. And it took me like a, a little bit, a couple of weeks to understand that. But that's how I've kind of lived my life. You know, that was over 10 years ago. Yeah. And I've kind of my life. Anyone who knows me, uh, listens to my podcast, here's my stand-up. Everything is true. I will tell anyone, you know, whatever they want to hear. So I think something like that, that's a pretty important part of my comedy progression, having that kind of um, mentorship or, or guidance 
early on. I think even anybody who's listening could relate to that in all areas, whether it's in a relationship, you know what I mean? Like you get in a relationship, you've got to be open if you want it to last because you know, people are going to find out about your past to be able to do it in entertainment, but also to do it in the, the workplace or anyone who's, you know, listening, I, I, I guess if you're forward and you're open and you own your own mistakes, then they can't come back to bite you because you can move on from it and, um, you know, make better choices in the future. So you can't change the past. That's really amazing advice. Well, that's it. And also the operative word is honesty as well, and I suppose truth, because if you are just, you know, telling the truth and, and letting people in, then you won't get caught out in stories or whatever. So often in radio, you might tell a story and then you might come back to it in a week. And if you're telling lies, it, it's going to disrupt the show. Yeah. Because people will pick holes in your story and say, hang on, you said that. So you need to be honest. And, and the more you can let people in, the better, especially with commercial radio, especially with commercial radio. It is, it, it's kind of an onus on you though. Like it is, you have to be willing. And I think, you know, you mentioned that you're kind of like that anyway, but then Kate said to you, she said, look, everything's got to be open because people want to get to know you and you have a relationship with people on commercial radio. You tune into the same station every day because you know whoever you're listening to, whether it's Susie and Kate or, or yourself or, or whatever. But it can be invasive into your life and into other people in your life too. Well said. I was just about to say, Jimmy, it's collateral damage, so to speak, because, you know, you have partners, girlfriends, and even family, and sometimes they don't want to be involved in that. They might be more private, and that's where you need to be sensitive and, you know, guide the stories in a way, and you get better at that. I've had many a relationship. (laughs) 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 You can't say that. Well, I just did. Sorry. Yeah, well, you can. Some, some people love it. I thought yeah. I was going to get years ago, I thought I was going to get so much trouble. Um, but my then girlfriend loved it. I thought, well, you never can tell. You just can't tell. Rapid fire questions here at the end. Do you have a favorite food? Tuna. Tuna. Well, oh, that's an unpopular opinion, I'd imagine. It's just solid. In olive oil? <laughs> or what do, you, what do you have it in? Well, I love the olive oil. Mm. Uh, but I can have it in, you know, because what the one in spring water is meant to be better, yeah? Depends where you're getting your healthy fats from during the day. So the olive oil's good. If you can get one that's actually in olive oil, so what they'll say is in olive oil, right, you turn over the packet and it's like canola oil and then it might be whatever the 5% is to be able to claim that olive oil's actually in there. So it's reading your label and making sure if it claims it's in olive oil that they're not filling it full of other oils. And then you get your healthy fats. Good for your skin, yeah. brain. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I usually, not to give them a shout out, I usually get the uh, Serena tuna. I think that's okay. Um, yeah, that's but, my favourite. Top shelf. So good. Top shelf. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of top Are shelf, what about a drink? Well, we're talking naughty drink or? Well, whatever drink. You can do both. Do both. Well, I just love soda water. I mean, that gets me going. Uh, that sounds so boring. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I love kombucha. I think kombucha's cool. Yeah. And if I'm going to drink uh, alcohol, I'm pretty naughty. I'll drink like a beer or something. and I'm not too regimented about it. 
So a soda water and a can of tuna will win you over. You're a single man <laughs> at the moment, right? This is what we need to know about you. I am, but um, I can put B-fit food meals in the oven. And I'm actually <laughs> them and I'm looking at them. What, about, what are you watching? What are you watching in isolation at the moment? Uh, well, I watch Tiger King mm. like everyone. Um, mind it. thought it was pretty good. What did you think? Did you see that? I haven't seen it just yet. It's on my list. Um, you know, I, I will succumb to I watched that. the preview last night. <laughs> I um, I just want to – because I watched so much Corona stuff. And the, uh, mm. the movies have got to be something else. So, and I started watching Godfather of Harlem on the weekend, which is on stand oh, yeah. with Forrest Whitaker. I love mafia films. Yeah. Um, it's just like a series. It's not bad. It's not bad. I watched a couple of episodes. It's not too bad. I've started the third season of Westworld. Have you watched oh, yeah. Have you watched no. any Westworld? Oh, my gosh. No. I envy you. It's an HBO series and it's very good, very confusing. It's awesome. What is the genre? It is, um, well, it's like a sci-fi, I guess, but it's uh, like there's a world full of robots that people go for pleasure, you know, like they can do whatever they want, they can kill them, they can do whatever they want, and they all they all yeah. just are like, you know, um, humanoids, I guess, but then oh, obviously there's is, a revolt. This is quite apropos. I think the world's heading that way, so maybe I will watch it. Um, yeah, I love that stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm. What are you listening to? But I've um, gotten back on board with the Temper Trap. You remember them? Yep. And, and the Wombats and, um, yeah, I mean, whatever. I'm not too picky. If I hear a song, Triple J is usually pretty good with their music. I just usually Shazam songs and I'll listen to that song all day and then I'll move on to the next one. All right, finally, any tips for ISO? Have a routine, yep. 100%. That's the key and, you know, look at the positives, see what you can get done during this time. There's... There is uh, some good, it's a terrible situation, but there's some positives to be taken out of it for sure. So we're never going to have this time again. Like this is a once in a multi-generation experience. So connect with your family more than your work. You've got time now. Yep. It's a forced handbrake on life for a second. It's a good thing. Well, thanks for joining us today, mate. It's great to hear about your routine, that you're doing okay in isolation. You can catch Ash at Ash Williams 1 on the gram. The Ash Williams podcast is hilarious. How often do you do it? One or two a week. Yep. I've got all these bonus episodes on my Patreon, um, which is just patreon.com forward slash Ash Williams show. And that's kind of for more naughty, naughty um, content, you know, stuff that needs to be behind a firewall <laughs> for legal reasons. <laughs> nice. Thanks again, mate. Stay safe, stay well, and um, we wish you all the best in ISO. We'll chat to you soon. Thanks Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See you, mate. Thanks, guys. The Eat Yourself Better podcast is brought to you by BeFit Food Australia. Eat Yourself Better is brought to you by BeFit Food. Join the winter 28-day challenge and lose between 5 and 10 kilos in just 28 days.